0: We are back with another Rowing Illustrated podcast. Feel free to welcome Nick Lee Parker of the Columbia Lightweights. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of what's going on in the lightweight scene from his perspective. Also get through this debate of yellow versus white, which you guys are all over. All right, Nick. Thanks for coming on and and doing this podcast. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, You you had a little bit of racing last weekend with uh, Princeton. Tell me about it. Let's get into it
1: last day on the water, like, building tailwind throughout, um, just quick times, I mean, even from, you know, our 4B almost broke six minutes, uh, which I think is a, just a blistering day, so the races were unfolding really quickly, and, um, I thought we had some good, some good outcomes, obviously, the two wins with the 2B and the 4B, and, um, things to be desired in the 1B and 3B, uh, but I thought, actually, Princeton looked really good, and, just really strong and really well prepared to execute their race plan and better prepared to go when they needed to go. We talked a little bit afterwards, like had like, you know, a little push leading in, or coming out of the 700. And by the time, you know, they had done the push, like they were already through the thousand. They were like, the race just unfolded super fast. Um, and I thought one of my big takeaways was how well Princeton was able to adjust and keep the momentum in their race you know in their favor for the conditions really well done
0: yeah they I I watched that race today someone had it on YouTube and they just jumped the start like hard so that was that was interesting and your guys sort of hang on but then by that point they were just moving a little bit yeah they 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 blew out of the start line like
1: something I haven't seen in a long time and it was just it was clean and up and running and um we didn't have the best start and you know there's the you can't win a race at the start but you can lose one and uh You know That applied pretty heavily, I think, to us in those first five or six strokes. I thought we just didn't handle those very well.
0: Well, I mean, people get prepared when they're racing the champs. I mean, you guys are, you know, you you were the champs last year. I mean, last year was last year, but, you know, you ended on such a great high note uh, from where you started with people posting videos saying you didn't have good technique last year, and then you just went in the IRA and stomped it.
1: People posted videos saying we didn't have a good technique?
0: Yeah, it was uh, last early spring, so it was kind of funny someone posted a technique oh, video. And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's come back to that later. That'll
1: be a fun conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll send you the link if I can find it. It's deep in last year's stuff. Oh,
1: that'll be, be fun just to watch. Because I don't. Yeah,
0: If you send it, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that tomorrow. But yeah, it's definitely some good things there. Uh, so what are your outlinks on this year? Where, where are you coming from? Uh... And what are you thinking about the guys and the depth and everything?
1: Look, I think we have as good a team as we had last year. I think the the things that we have to do are we have the ability to be at peak speed for probably four, maybe five weeks, and. We've got to build throughout the spring to make sure we have all the foundations in place so that we can be at these speed when we're entering the sprints and even a couple weeks out so that we're really getting run-throughs of our race and we're being able to adjust when we're actually at that, you know, final speed and then finding a way to preserve that over the, you know, the shorter break between sprints and IRA. But I think as a squad, we have all the people in order to do that. And compete, you know, in all four of these boats. I think this is the first year Columbia. I think will have a competitive four v. And I don't know, I don't know when that's ever happened. It's been longer than any time I can remember. But I think those guys are fit. They've trained really hard, and they're pushing up. And I think we can see that across the whole team. Um, but I also think, just with the way, the way, probably the way I coach, and the way Columbia is as a school, and the way we develop. You know we're gonna take our time getting there and um, you know my job is to make sure that when we get you know there it's at the right time of the year in May.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're on the right track uh, you were in New Zealand recently what were you what were you whose brain were you picking there I mean what were you doing because you definitely weren't like Cancun or somewhere exotic like you usually are when you're texting me. Yeah
1: I yeah, you know you like, to get away to like let myself recover and prepare for the uh, but I didn't get to do that. And I, look, I, I went down to talk to, you know, obviously some recruiting and some prospects, and I think that is really important um, just to get that message out there that Columbia is an option for a lot of rovers. There, they really don't know about Columbia, and so you know, being able to share that um is a pretty important thing and being able to talk with the coaches is really important. A lot of the coaches are really concerned about what happens with their athletes long term and so, you know, we try to share a little bit about how we develop the guys here, what we do, what we don't do, and, you know, I highlight some of the guys who have gone on from our program. You know, Jacob Buchek graduated in twenty sixteen is rowing in the Canadian eight right now. Ben Londis who graduated last year is rowing in the Oxford Blue Boat. And um we're trying to build those guys up and that really helps with the coaches but I also got to spend a couple of days with uh you know coaches on Lake Carapiro and watching the national team guys row by and I got to hang out with my buddy Robbie and we got to you know just catch up and talk about rowing and what was going on and you know he gave me the intro to uh, some coaches there to get a chat with and that was really fun um but watching some high level rowing really helps get you ready and I think you know New Zealand is a team that uh, small country. Not a lot of people, but they churn out the results all the time. Um, so just seeing what they were doing was pretty important.
0: Yeah, it must have been great hanging out with Robbie. Uh where where's his head at? How's he feel coming off that uh Mahi victory? Uh you know, he bested Mahi and he's he's looking forward to uh worlds without having to have that hanging over his head
1: now. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean I was there uh after Nationals but before the the trial. So, you know, when I was there everything was pretty much like all business um, and just getting ready for it you know but I think uh, watching the race unfold between those two guys at nationals was really amazing because you know now I've known Robbie pretty well for a couple years and I've got to watch a race and everything else but that was a time when I thought Mahi made a great push around a 1,000 at nationals, and I'm biking along and it's just getting to watch it go down, and he just remained calm and collected, and nothing really changed, and he just leaned into his rhythm a little bit more and just pulled away. And it was super mature, and I was kind of watching it and going, man, I I want to coach a crew of guys that can actually just respond to a push that, that well and with that kind of efficiency. It was really well done, so I saw that, and I felt pretty good for him, but... Uh, yeah, I think he's got to be feeling pretty good now that it's over but you know I also know that the probably the push probably made him
0: made him better and he's ready for it now yeah it'll definitely be good to see how he he holds up to the year I know there's been a little bit of fluff back on that but I think he can he can get it done this year and you know be back in that A final pushing for a medal again which is where he needs to be this year absolutely I, can, like, I mean I think anything- you know, I, I
1: go back and you watch that World Cup race. I think it was, I came in for a glimpse or uh, earlier, you know, where he's down going into the last 500 and just, like, what a sprint and just crushed everyone through that. And like, I go, you know, there are some people who can just go into the hurt locker like that and they can pull it out, and uh, I think he's one of them. So it's, it's just, nice to, it was just nice to talk through training and rowing, and we had a good time.
0: Yeah, well, let, that's good. Let's get into it a little bit. I mean, we know Robbie is, is openly gay, and I mean, I think a lot of people know that you're openly gay, and you're one of, probably one of the first, you know, openly men gay coaches in men's sports or all of sports. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and, and maybe you're a little bit on your relationship with Robbie? Is you know, as both as being out there and and promoting, you know, who you are and what you're doing for the sport.
1: Like, you know, when Rob and I get to chat, we end up just, like, getting into the nuts and bolts of things. Like, it's really fun. We'll just talk about the rowing or mindset. And we kind of, it seems very simple when we have these conversations. But whenever I step back, I realize and we're really talking about the most important aspects of rowing. And, you know, I think one of those is, like, choosing to do all the work and all the little things that go into being a champion and getting things up and going and studying details and being concerned with them but not getting flustered by them and our conversations always center around that and I think that's one of the one of the things that's probably helped both of us I know it's helped me as I've just gone through you know coming out and expressing myself and learning how to do it that the, the way I could contribute to a team when I was an athlete was by taking care of the details and being incredibly reliable and just being one of those people where people are like oh yeah like we, we need this guy in the boat And, um, as a coach, I think that's one of the things I've tried to do too. Like, you know, we, I want to be the guy that we have things covered for you. We're taking care of things in a way that is creating an environment that's really good for you to grow. And, you know, if you know that environment is really trying to help you as an athlete grow and perform, then I think it helps people really grow. And they appreciate that. And then suddenly the gay thing is just, it it, it slides away for most people. Um, I think I'm more lucky now because, Living in New York City and being at Columbia, it's a pretty open environment. You know, we have a Mormon athletic director with whom I get along great. Like, there's no conflict there, and I often have people say, "Like, oh, do you guys get along?" Like, and they're surprised when I say, "Yes, we do." You know, I think it's one of the great things about New York that uh, it brings in people who um, are open. And at Columbia, it brings in people like even if you have a different background. Like, we you know our goal is to you know make great teams that, you know where people can grow and win.
0: Yeah, and I, that's uh, that's the most important part. You know, just getting there and getting to the podium, no matter who you are and what you're doing.
1: It's you know, it's the, it's such a important message for the athletes to see too. That at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what your parents did, who you know, you know, what your you know ancestors did. Like where it doesn't, none of it matters. It's like the only thing that matters is what are you doing to make this boat go fast. How are you helping the team get better? Um, and then it boils down to it, and they see that those things are the actual most important things, I think that's a it's a really valuable lesson, and it's what makes the experience great. I think that's so one of the things that makes makes rowing so great. Yeah, and to get an eight, you don't you can't, it's, there aren't really heroes in an eight.
0: No, but I mean, it, it's it's good to have that open environment just for everybody, and it it's definitely appreciated. You know. You know, from, from all aspects, because I hear about it, you know, and people ask about it. And I'm like, it, it, I think it's great that, you know, what you and Robbie and everyone are doing for the sport and in, in, in being there, and you, you become reliable people and reliable to go to for people that may need to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, look, I, uh,
1: there are, you get messages sometimes and like people just need to like chat. And like, you know, we know, I know that happens. Um, like, uh, I'm a big believer and supporter in the Trevor Project which is a LGBT kind of focused hotline for suicide prevention in youth. And it's one of the things I believe in and I support and um, I encourage people to go to because they, they're really, they're professional people who can handle it better than I can. But I, I think by being open, it creates a place where if they reach out once, hopefully I can get someone into the hands of someone who's a true professional and can really help them kind of manage like issues. Cause there are, there are a lot of places where things aren't safe. And, um, that's the biggest contrast I see now in my life is I, I realize that even though I think things are pretty good here at Columbia, I I've learned. And I know this from chatting with Robbie too, that there are places and people and environments where it's, it's still really tough. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of what we do has to be about creating an environment that's the opposite of that where it's like this is about you growing into who you can be and that's all we care about you know
0: right uh, well do me a favor and when we're off with this send me a link to that and I'll post it in the podcast and a couple other places so we get the word out about, about what you're supporting absolutely I will all right let's get to the main main topic of discussion white versus yellow Pocock versus Empacher what gives what's going on this is what um, people want to hear.
1: This is what everybody wants to know. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yes. uh, look, the, the the big reasons, you know, I customer service. I've never received better customer service than we're getting now. If I make, if I, I need a text, I need a phone call. I can get something. We're getting responses. At a place like Columbia, where my day is filled with logistics, right? So, like, this morning, it would, it's like I'm, I'm driving to practice, and then I have to time my leave for practice so that I can get into a parking spot during alternate side when they're sweeping the suite and then I'm sitting in the car in order for the, you know, the time to end for alternate side parking, which is the parking role for New York City, so I don't get a $65 ticket. And then I can get into the office, and then we can go through these things. And, you know, today, it's like a, I have to decide when I'm going to leave home or when I... You know, or I stay at the office till seven or eight PM. When all of those things go into your day as a coach, making sure I can get a response on something for our boats quickly is one of the most important things. I know. Um, and I, I think know. that was that was one of my like considerations in, in, in making a change. And you know, the other one is I wanted a more aggressive shape. I wanted uh, a shape that I thought. If we're the best rowing crew in the country, and I I think it would be funny if people think we have horrible technique, and (laughs) we may, but I think whatever we're doing, we're doing it together, and it's uniform. If we can do that, we should be able to manage being in one of the most aggressive hole shapes out there. And So I looked for more aggressive hole shapes, and I I felt that this was the best combination of where I was going to be able to get service, where I could get a hole shape that was going to be really in tune with how we rode and what was great. I, you know, I think the construction is done really well. Um, I love the bow mounted rigger. You know, I got into it with all the rigging and I've been putting four degree inserts into the impockers or any other boat I've used for years. And now that I really got into it and was measuring everything, I had to put three degree inserts in these because they don't give. Like when you catch, like the, the pin stays at the angle that it is. So now, like, I can actually measure the boat, we can row, and I know, yes, we're actually rowing with a three-degree insert. That's actually what it is. It's not four degrees, and there's a little bit of slippage, because, like, I can't get that pin perfectly placed on the backstay or whatever, you know? All
0: right, well, there's now Titus owes, you, Titus owes just, me, like, ten knows, beers. Like, yeah. really tight. Titus owes me, like, ten beers for this Pocock commercial that you just did for him. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to see that the crew class. I like got bastard. Turn this into a Pocock ad. All right. Well I'll deal with him
1: later. I, That's what I like about it. I'm just telling you what I like. And look at other boats too and, and, and I, I thought we there
0: are some other there's some there's great boats out there, but I
1: hear for you what that. I wanted.
0: I I get and what
1: it. I thought we could do. I thought these were the best.
0: I know, and I I think you should get that word out there. You know, you don't you like you said when we were texting back and forth on it. It's like you you wanted so you wanted service, and you know it. It that's what comes with a boat company, and that's that's important. And I think people should realize that instead of having to wait for parts and stuff like that. So that's that's why.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, that, that that's it. But you know, the more I use them, the 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 more I like them. The more. Uh, you know what? Well, I yeah, I there, there's my answer.
0: No, I get it. I get it. It's, it's cool. I, I totally I, – I've, I've looked at them. You know, I've looked at the Hudson and stuff like that. I think people are doing different changes and going from there. I think it's, it's, it's going well throughout the market. It will be good to see different boats at the line, uh, which is fine. Uh, speaking of the line, where, where do you see IRAs this year? Who's fast this year in the season? Give me, give me the breakdown of what your thoughts are.
1: Uh, look, after watching Princeton, I think they've got great speed uh, and really great movement. Um, so I think they're going to be there. Um, I'll be interested to see, you know, Cornell. I'm looking forward to racing them in a couple weeks. I thought they looked phenomenal in the fall. Um, so I think it'll be interesting how their winter training went and what they're doing. I think Chris, you know, usually has those guys rowing really well pretty early, so um I'm excited to race them, uh, even though I think it's going to be really tough because he gets them rowing so well early. Um, yeah. Those are the two that I, I think have jumped to the top of my head right now. I mean, that's it, those are there, and I think anybody else could show up if they can develop through the season. But if you had to ask me right now, those are the two crews where I'm going, man, we got our work cut out for us. It, anybody else could show up, though. I mean, I think, you know, we've been ranked, I think 2016, we were ranked seventh early on, so yeah good to show you
0: yeah it it all comes down to that last race and getting into the final well i I definitely appreciate you coming on and, and giving us a breakdown on everything i I want to wish you the best of the season and you know going forward, and you know we'll get a few more conversations back around Margaritas and stuff like that and talking, so I definitely appreciate you know all the banter back and forth over the times we we've texted back and forth and chatted so. Uh, thanks Absolutely. For, thanks for doing this again, and you know, good luck to your season. I, I really look—I really like watching guys race. I, I've met a bunch of your guys as they come through Riverside and gone on to national teams. I think they have really grounded guys and smart, and you know, know where they're going. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good to
1: hear. I mean, that's what we want to build. You know, a program that turns out those kind of guys.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks again.
1: Absolutely. Thank-
0: well, that was a phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh podcast with Nick Lee Parker from Columbia Lightweights. Uh yeah. Really good. I'm I'm really happy with that one. Uh I think my dog is. And by the way by the way, the guy who made a comment about my dog, look, he's 13, he's got diabetes, he's half blind. I have to keep track of him. Uh he is what he is. I love him to death. I married him to him. Tough. Um you can hear his chains jingling every once in a while. Uh but enjoy the rowing season that's another good one podcast i'm gonna try and get a few more uh nsr is coming up um well the trials are coming up nsr's are last week so maybe we'll talk to a few people from there that's it enjoy